teacher-student relationship only works if both of them want to get to God. You understand? If, if one of them is there because they like the teacher or the teacher likes the student, if there's some sexual thing, if there's some, uh, I don't know what, you know, the food's good, it's great social life, you know, ashrams, I, I used to run ashrams, and there were people there for all kinds of reasons, you know? I mean, I used to see people going there picking up guys, picking up girls, you know, it was all kind, it was a funny mix of insanity that was going on in the place. But if the, the real purpose is to get to God, to become spiritual, if that is the relationship, there is no greater marriage on the earth. There's no higher marriage on the earth, and there's no greater willingness to bust one's ass, to get past oneself, to surrender as deeply as one can, because in the two of them doing that, both of them rise and receive that enlightened state. That's what the real essence of a teacher-student relationship is. Not how fantastic the teacher, not how fantastic Rudy was, or I am, or somebody else is, or oh my God, the things they talk about, the Shakti, that's all bullshit. It's the need inside a human being to become spiritually enlightened. The need inside the teacher and the student, and both of them willing to work in such depth inside themselves that their marriage, their union, forces each other to do that kind of work that enables both of them to ultimately attain enlightenment. I mean, I had that kind of relationship with Rudy. I really did. It was a staggering relationship. I mean, he trained me in anything that it was anything that I had to be trained in. He once told me, he said, you'll never need another teacher. He said, I will train you in everything. And he did. And then years later, I found out what he did. And he did it because I was willing to go through it. Didn't matter what it had to cost me, and it cost me everything, everything. And then after he died, it took 10 years to absorb everything. I was still a neophyte when he died. I was teaching and doing all these things. But I was always like one step ahead of everybody. Now that I really have grown in my life, you know, I used to have 100 students sitting here. You know, now I have six people. You know, <laughs> I really have gotten this amazing level of stuff that comes through me. But maybe that's the way it is. You understand? And you can always see it in somebody's eyes. You know that? You can see it. I can see it instantly when somebody walks in to my what? And sometimes people change, which is to me one of the great miracles of spiritual, that somebody can really change. But if you want to be spiritually enlightened in this lifetime, uh, first of all, you have to have a teacher. I hate to tell you this because that kind of thing in our world today is not a... You've got to have somebody who's been through it, who's been over the path, who's willing to get on the raft with you and do the work with you. It's essential. You know, it hasn't changed in 30,000 years it's been that way. You know, I always talked about this. You know, in the Bible, there's a section that I never understood so-and-so begat so-and-so who begat so-and-so and it goes on for pages for God's sake and I never get what the hell are they talking about all this begatting you know and then one day I realized what that's about this the spiritual teachings flowed from generation to generation for thousands of years this has been going on this is the way spiritual practice has always moved on in the world it's people begatting people who can then carry on a practice. And ultimately, this has got to go down to six billion people. 
who were born here to learn how to, but it's done a generation at a time. And in terms of cosmic time, it's, you know, it's all like a grain of sand. What does it matter? A million years is like nothing. It's like nothing.